Sziasztok, Janó vagyok. Közép-Európa első világra szóló podcast csatornáját hallgatjátok Magyarországról. Ez a Budapest.fm. Hi, my name is Ray, and you're listening to the number one podcast station in Central Europe. Budapest.fm, podcasting to the world from Hungary. But you were saying something earlier, like kind of about moods. Yeah. And I know, you know, you'd always, just because you're professional athlete background, yeah. it's kind of, you're kind of like coming from this place where it's like the emotions stay as balanced yeah, as possible. And it totally, yeah. yeah, but I think it's kind of important because like, I think when we're trying to do something at a really high level, you don't want success and failure to be screwing your emotions up too much because you're going to be making mistakes and you're going to have successes and emotions can screw up both, you know? Yeah. Like, especially in football, right? Exactly. Like, in football, it's like, after 82 minutes, one team finally scores. Yeah. Inevitably, like, what the odds are, like, crazy high, like, another team usually scores. They either score the second goal or they give up a goal within, like, five minutes. Exactly. And that happens all the time. And it's because the emotions slip out of, you know, they kind of slip. Often, yeah. So yeah. I get that whole idea of, like, why to try to control them. But I'm really wondering for you right now, like we took this acting class, this Meisner class a couple of weeks ago. Yes. And you're getting a little bit more in touch with emotions or at least for that yes, class. I mean, I, yes. And I'm just wondering like you, what did you notice afterwards? If, what were some of the things that you could like put a finger on after that? I mean, I learned that um, I should be more accepting of having a bad mood. Yeah. Because... Uh, I tend to put this, you know, I'm always happy uh, mm. mask on. Yeah. It's not necessarily a mask because I'm a very positive person, but still, um, I figure that it's okay to be mad. You know, if, mm. it's okay if you wake up with a bad mood or you just don't feel like talking to someone or you don't feel like doing anything or you don't feel like being nice to someone. Yeah. Because it's okay. I mean, we are humans yeah. and then we have to experience these kind of emotions to be able to put it on the screen if it's, if it's requested or if it's needed. Yeah. And I have to gain more experience in that sense because I don't have too much of an experience in that space. Mm. So mm. if I want to develop myself as an actor, uh, then I have to go deep and I have to, and I have to, have to catch on those feelings and mm. be okay with it. Because otherwise I won't be able to reach what I'm aiming to reach. I don't want to be like a famous actor, you know, from Hollywood who does all the big things. I just, I just, I don't know how, it just happened all of a sudden that I got into acting, you know, mm. a small role. Yeah. And I felt really, really comfortable with it. And I really enjoyed it. Everything from, from top to bottom, from beginning to end. And um, even though when, when, I, when we had to wait for like 10 hours, When I had to wait for 10 hours and then we shot like for three, four hours, right. I was okay with it. Yeah. And now the rest of many actors, not all of them, but many of them were complaining like, ah, oh, we have to don't get enough money for it. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, like, why? So yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't want to be famous. It's not my drive. I just really enjoy what I'm doing. Mm. And it's funny that when I was younger, when I've been to elementary school, It was the first experience I had as an, like an actor. Mm. And I got a role that I was the, we were mice, a group of mice. Yeah. And there was a, a black cat, not, not, it's not me, not, not I played the black cat. But um, 
I was the first mouse who got caught, you know? I was the first one who died. Right. I had like two lines, and for the rest of the show, in three minutes, I was just... <laughs> in a cage. Yeah. Just, you have to stay dead. Yeah, but that, that, yeah, yeah, but the whole show. What an incredible, but one of the most important lessons in acting, like if you, it's like the idea is that if you die on stage, one of the most important, like, criterion is stay dead. Exactly. Yeah, because it's like, it's one of the most convincing things you can do, right? Because if you start fidgeting around and losing it, it's like, oh, shit, you like completely blew the whole, the whole, like, yeah, suspension of disbelief, right? Yeah. So I think it's a, it sounds to me like a really great lesson. Like you probably have to remember that you remember that task better than you would remember any of the lines you needed to I learn. I can't recall any. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's like the task is this. It's it's already the thing, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but it's, I think yeah. yeah. I think it's yeah. I think it's an incredible thing. Like to be a performing artist in a way, it's it's like a really noble thing to like a noble responsibility to take on in a way mm -hmm. right i mean it doesn't have to be but i think it should be like you're you're saying to potentially the viewers or to the audience is like i'm going to go through things that that you don't have to go through yes yeah i mean like the stage should be a dangerous place where where difficult things happen to people and so the audience gets to come and say thank god that's not me or oh, wow, I kind of have a life like this, mm -hmm. or I remember something like that happened to her, or they go through these vicarious things. And performing artists are the ones who are like, I'm going to simulate that. Mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through the simulation of that for you. There's lots of different ways or styles that you can do this with, but it's like, I think to be in touch with those emotions is critical because it's like... The moment you see somebody's face or you see their body in action, you see the way they breathe, watch their eyes. Any of us, like we're experts at going, oh, that's disappointment or mm -hmm. that's excitement or, oh, she's blown away or whatever. We see all that. We don't even say it. We just see it and feel it. And when actors are lost in that process, the audience starts breathing with them. Mm -hmm. You know, they start going through that whole thing. So taking that responsibility for that is the, is the key. That's the game. But it's like you said, I think like, I really think being an actor, I look at it this way. It's like, I feel it's like being an athlete. Mm -hmm. For me, it's the same thing. It's like, technically, I want to be in shape. I want to be in touch with these things. And I want to be able to do them when they ask for it to be done. And I want to be able to turn it off when they, when I don't need it on. Yeah. And I think a lot of actors or a lot of people have different methods. They feel differently about it. But for me, that's been really important because I have three kids, a wife. I run a theater company. I do all these other things. And it's like, if I couldn't turn it on and off, it would be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I wanted to touch on that. So it's yeah. funny that you bring it up. How, how do you, have you ever took home like work? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think you always, like a residual of work comes with you, mm -hmm. you know? But I, I really try to minimize it. The thing, the way it comes home with me now is sleeplessness, ah, okay. um, which is not a great way for it to manifest. But I think like the the dopamine or the, or the anxiety, the norepinephrine, all these kind of like hormonal things you get from performance. It's kind of, you're on that drug of that. And so you come home after work at 11 p.m. or 12 p.m. or whatever, and maybe you had a beer and you're like, okay, let's wind down. But everybody's kind of already asleep. 
Yes. And you're still on something. Yeah. And your mind is rushing. And my mind is rushing. And it's like I have to find ways to calm down. Um, because you don't, you take for granted that you can do this. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, I know how to do this. I have a routine. I get it. But then you don't realize, eh, your body doesn't always communicate with you intellectually. <laughs> your body's not. Your, your body doesn't care. Your body's just saying like, man, I'm still, I'm not tired. So I had to come into like understanding, like I have to do breathing techniques. I have to do different things to try to wind down. Mm-hmm. But I think it's similar. Like, I'd be curious, like what, how did you deal with, for example, just taking sports? Yes. Like how did you deal with those years of performance, uh, keeping up that focus? What did that, what did that look like for you? So I wasn't that high level of athlete. Yeah, but, but you still had to do yeah, stuff every I day. I do play professionally for a bit. But, you know, it's, it's like after a game, I cannot eat. Minutes, yeah. I have to force myself to eat for yeah. like three, four hours. It's really difficult. Not only for me, but most of the athletes to, to consume yeah. anything. Yeah, because you're not hungry. Than, uh, yes, other than, other than maybe drinks, you know, water or something. <clears throat> and also when you... When I get home, even after just a training, when I get home and it's like 10 p.m., I won't sleep until 1 a.m. at least because I just sit down. It took me like at least an hour, you know, after after training. So I finish at nine. I still get home at 9:30 or something. I'm still my mind is rushing and my body is is, is ready because I was in that physical, you know, fight and flight, fight or flight mm. mode. Yeah. And you and you have it. You're bringing it home, anyways. Yeah. So um, what I found is that um, for the first few minutes, I just sit down, I just talk slowly. I, sometimes I have to remind myself to talk slowly mm. because then it tricks my mind that I'm in a calm mood. Yeah. And then I and I just uh, watch something maybe on the TV. I don't really use the phone. Mm. And when I go to to bed, I, I read. Yeah. Because that, you know, it, it, it puts the focus away from whatever my mind is. And then I'm, I'm reading, I'm relaxing, and then it, it gets me into that very relaxed mood. And so I'm, I'm, ready, to, I'm ready to sleep. Yeah, and you're not on screens and lights and yes. these other stimulus. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. I think going back to your question a little bit of like, do, what, what do I bring home with me? And it's like, yeah, you, you do bring home the kind of the hormonal jolt, like the energy, the anticipation, all of that stuff. <clears throat> but maybe thinking of like the emotions and it's like I don't I think with the performance what's interesting is that though I kind of I've really learned I think over time or at least I've fooled myself <laughs> thinking that I know how to do this but I think I let the emotions kind of run through me I really ah. feel like a conduit like I feel like I fundamentally know how to feel them I kind of know how to understand them I kind of know how to portray them and I let them kind of access me for that time. And then I let them go. And I've really, I've really become, um, I think I've really become consistent at that. Uh-huh. And it's, and that, but that's an important step because I don't think it's given. It's not like, oh, this will always happen. Because your body, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> y- your body doesn't necessarily know you're not in love. Like, right, if you're playing like you're in love, Yes. Your mind knows you're not in love. You're yes. not in love. But your body does not know you're not in love, right? Because yes. the way you experience that uh, is you're going to go through those feelings and those feelings feel very real. 
Mm-hmm. Right? We do these kind of flirting techniques in some of the workshops that I run. And immediately you can just watch people. If you just tell them to do some of the flirting type of physicalities with each other, they all start giggling and like laughing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, because there's no way you're pretending that you're flirting and you're not really flirting and there's no intention of romance, Yes. but it's, you still feel the same. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's just really important to understand like, but that's just a passing feeling. And I think that's kind of the, the game of acting technically is mm-hmm. for me, at least it's like, how do I access this? And then I let those feelings pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think it's going back to that idea of like, that's why it's a noble thing to do because everybody's an actor, right? Like you said, you even have the mask of happy. Yes. Right. Uh, the, and the thing, everybody has their masks. Everybody knows them. Everybody knows how to lie to their mom and get away <laughs> with it. You know, even though your mom knows you're lying, you know, she yeah. even lets you get away with it because there's an act going yeah. on. And it's like, we get that. Uh, the, que- the question is, can you do it for money over and over and over again? Yes. Right. It's that kind of like football, like, or whatever, or anything, really. It's like, you know, you can do you know you can do anything a few times but can you consistently do it over and over again and expand on it I think that's the thing how did acting come to you it came pretty naturally because it came it's in I was in grade school the first Mm -hmm. times I did it and I liked it but I and I was interested in it but I didn't think of it as I thought of it as games and fun and part of just being a kid and I was in a class where we did plays for other kids in school, but it was really normalized. <laughs> so uh, I didn't think of it as like being anything too out of the ordinary. Um, <clears throat> we would go and watch other plays or we'd watch movies and we'd talk about them and study them together. Cause I had a teacher who was very interested in creative dramatics and improvisation and he was teaching mm-hmm. it to all of us kids, but I didn't stick with it. I, I guess I went to some of the summer camps for a few years and I became a counselor at one of the drama camps, but I wasn't doing it all year round. And then I got into music and I was into sports and I was into other things. But once I was in university, I met up with some people who were doing more performing arts stuff and I realized that I kind of was interested in what they were doing and then they had me along and I started getting involved just that way again. But it, again, not something serious, just something that I had some understanding or knowledge of. Mm-hmm. And then when I came to Hungary, I lived near the Merlin Theater and I started going there and I met somebody who was producing concerts. They asked me to come and be like the liaison to the bands that would come from abroad. And there's the theater there. And then I started hanging out with the actors and then I started seeing what was going on. And then just one thing led to another. And then ah. I was in productions. So it was kind of <laughs> written in the stars, right? It was kind of written in the stars and like enough silly things happened one after another <laughs> that it just started making sense that, that I was doing that. Uh, somebody asked me to run a workshop for the actors because they needed to get their English skills up because they were going to go on tour in India with the show. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I just started doing certain things to help with that. But um, yeah, I think... I think I stuck with it because it's, it, I was always interested in storytelling mm-hmm. and I was always interested in um, what has an effect on audiences. I love music. I love concerts. I've always loved the, 
I love what happens on a stage. I love what happens to an audience. Like I like, I like these dynamics. Yes, the vibration. Like, yeah. yeah. The energy which you're feeling. Yeah, but also the meaning. Mm -hmm. Like why we do this. I've always the purpose. Thought, yeah, the purpose. I've always been excited by why people go and what is the difference between them feeling like they were really happy they went or they really got something versus eh, not so much. Like I always think that's a I think that it's the same with movies or a TV show. I've always think it's really interesting. Like why do I why do I say, Oh, I'm really glad I watched that or what was that? What was <laughs> you know? that? Yeah. Um But I one thing I was thinking, because this kind of ties in, you were saying the felt like you put this idea together like you're a really positive person. And yes. I've known you for a limited time, but I feel the same. Like I definitely feel that from you. And then you said, but I have this happy mask. And I just think that's an interesting kind of pressure somehow. I want to know your take on this a little bit of like um, being a positive person but feeling this pressure to kind of demonstrate a level of like happiness or satisfaction outwardly would tell me about like how, mm. how that plays mm. into it or, or what you, what you feel that pressure is from. Um, you know, it just, I don't want to let people down that I'm not being happy all right. the time. Yeah. So that's kind of, I'm coming from, you know, being the kind of person growing up in an environment where you had to be cautious what others think of you. Yeah. Um, especially in this area. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it might arise from that. And uh, I don't, I don't, I, I wasn't feeling comfortable um, talking about my emotions when I was younger. Yeah. So I had to reach a kind of um, a phase in my life for. Uh, I had to grow up enough, you know, to understand myself, my emotions, my, and be comfortable with talk with with, with them and to uh, talk about them and to share with them with um, just a limited amount of persons, but still share them, and had other have others help me or even just to hear me out, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so it but, might. What do you think that? Me. What do you think a lot of that came from? Was that? Would you attribute that to just? like this kind of image preservation of like saying there was so much pressure just being in Hungary and being different in Hungary and just being interracial in Hungary or whatever. Uh, it might be, but also, you know, I'm, I'm come, I'm, we are coming from a small town. Yeah. And everyone knew us. Mm. Everyone liked us. Um, so I had to be cautious what I'm doing, what I'm saying all the time. I'm not saying that we were like, all my family was like very famous, but still, you know, right. we had to be cautious. Part of the, of the community. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it might arise, I think it comes from that, of, from that part more than anything else that, yeah. uh, you know, I wasn't, I was, I was a good kid all the time, all the time. Right. Not because I. But that's a I lot of pressure to, too. Yes. I mean, I obviously I did some, some things that I shouldn't have done maybe, but mm -hmm. I was in in between the borders, you know. So I, I I never went too far. Right. I never went too far. If I went too far, I'm I always said sorry for the person that I did the trick on. Um. And I and I always enjoyed making others happy. Yeah. Um. Even in the school, I was like kind of a, a class clown. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and in in the dressing room as well, so all the time I was one of the 
and if it was jokes or fun or that we have to make to do some tricks or uh, treats on the others then it was probably uh, my hand was in it right <laughs> yeah but that's a lot of pressure too though yeah but you, you don't know this when you're yeah. young you yeah, just yeah. do it yeah. because you just go with the flow you make others happy oh that's cool huh? they yeah, like yeah. me and they're happy yeah, but that's just really, yeah, but that really puts a lot of, that can put a lot of pressure. Like that maybe where that, that, that is maybe where that feeling comes from, right? Where it's like, I've got to have that happy look, that happy face, uh, because there's something to be maintained here. Yes. Um, cause I've, I kind of confused that for a while too. And I, I've had this discussion a lot of times, like to conflate the idea of, of being a positive person and versus being a happy person mm -hmm. like and i think like positivity i i think the strategy of positivity is really the one that works it's like let's let's figure that this is all going to work i mean it definitely is all going to work out one way or another so it's like it's so it's probably ultimately better to think about what the positive aspects or elements so i think that is the way to go that's the strategy but i don't think it necessarily means you're happy Right, like yes. it's like happy, happy's because you get all the slaps from life. And you do, you're gonna get them, <laughs> yeah, and you're not gonna be happy about it all the time. And and also the thing is, is if you're always happy, and I mean I know you know this, so I'm not saying that, but it's like if you're always happy, then you actually really don't know what happy is. Yes, right. So it's just getting natural for you and normal. Yeah, and but I I had this debate with my wife for a while because we kept talking about this whole thing of like I don't know she was she was more in the camp of like. Let's do it. Let's do the thing that be happy. Let's let's deal with it. Take it as a happy thing. Uh, you know, yeah, it's not great, but like, we're going to be happy about this and that. And sometimes I was like, I think in a part of it, she's right. But part of it for me was like, I don't know, man. I think happiness is almost a measurement of like social functionality. Like, I think if social creatures, like if... If we feel like we're functional, like we have a purpose, that we yes. belong here, then I believe that happiness is a product of that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and it doesn't mean that it's all okay, right? It doesn't mean like it's all working. It doesn't mean that. It just means like overall, I feel like I'm part of this. I understand why this matters to me and I understand how I contribute to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the source for it. And then, but I think people get that all screwed up, right? Because they start falling in love with other things. Yes. They start falling in love with other stimulus or other needs or other whatever. And I just think that's an interesting trip. Like for me, that I have felt, because I could get weirded out about things or get my focus could get off and I start wanting something that I don't really need mm -hmm. or whatever. Or being grouchy about something I probably should give up on being grouchy about. But I kind of keep going back to that same idea of like, what is the purpose what is, what do, you know, do I belong? And, you know, can I give something to this? And yeah. I think that ends up, I just keep coming back, like that is actually kind of always rewarded the most. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. It's, a, it's an interesting idea where happiness arises from. Yeah. But it's always difficult to have, um, you know, um, shall we get a seat? It's always difficult, you know, to get to find the purpose that you really enjoy or the craft of what you what you love to do. Definitely. Because for me, um, for me, football was one of the things I really, really loved. Because when I when you do something and you get to the to the state of flow, I, I think you find that purpose 
um, that you want to do it. It's like a drug. Like you want to do it all the time. I want to get in that mood. And, you know, if you do some sports or anything, that's, you know, there are many things that are out of your control. Sometimes you're not in the state of flow. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And then you get, and you get, you know, question arises in you like, oh, is this really the thing that I want to do? Or is this my life that mm. I should live? Um, and I don't want to be too philosophical on it, but um, I had these questions always in me when I got injured, especially when you get injured. Mm. That's that's, mm. A, that's a different thing. That's like ah, you have to you have to talk about your emotions. If you're not talking about your emotions and if you're not clear about what's happening inside you, that can mess things up big time. Very difficult. Very difficult. And it's not just in that phase, but afterwards when you when you're in the process of of uh, getting back to your physical um, abilities and yeah, healing, healing Just process. That's that's like, and it can, and with my with your confidence. Yeah, because you're physically you're hundred percent. That's fine, but if you're not comfortable in front of the call, let's say, um, or you have doubts in yourself. Yeah, and then you have questions. What if I'm What if I'm messing it up? What if I miss this chance? What's yeah. happening? Nothing happens actually. Yeah, life goes on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It goes on. But yeah. if I if I'm focusing on okay, I'm going to put it that way. I'm scoring that goal. Or if I just mess it up, but it goes into the other corner. But I still, it's not what I wanted to do, what I intended to do. But it, I still scored. Yeah, scored. I'll be like, oh yeah, it's been a lucky day. Yeah. So it, it's really really about mentality and how how you put it in your head and and it's been it's been very difficult. It's very very difficult. And and I had this deal with myself when the last time I got injured and I tried to and I tried to make the the last uh, ride to you know to be a professional again uh, and I got injured literally the next day oh, yeah yeah I remember you told me that told story you, right you and you're like this is the sign yeah exactly <laughs> this is the sign that I you know you know physically and, and, and mentally you're in the in the place but something happens and then it, and then it's, you know it's a sign from life from God whatever you you you, you name it but I just I, I realized that okay then it's it's not it, it wasn't meant to be yeah it wasn't meant to be I'm lucky enough that I had the chance to do what I did and I since then I experienced a lot of things especially thanks to football that I played it for a long time and I met people that are still my friends and I can consider them my, my real true friends yeah and I can be grateful for but you know it, it wasn't my thing though but you get the discipline like I really think that that to try to be good at something that is difficult to really be good at. And that can be true for most things. I just think that it's invaluable, right? To just, to be, to get the humility of saying, okay, you're a good athlete and you're a good football player and you're even better than almost anyone you'd meet yeah. that would do it. But then you get onto these teams and as the levels rise, the competition rises and it's like the demand for you to improve and the methods you need to use to improve and the mindset you need to do that is i think it's invaluable exactly it's like if you're in a reasonably healthy place with that i think there are unhealthy versions of that yes yeah but i think if you're in a reasonably healthy place with that because you can apply that which you could do now you get to apply that to acting now or you get to apply that to whatever it is that's going to be the thing for you exactly because i because to really become great at acting there are going to be different techniques you have to go through. 
but the mindset to get good at it is going to be useful for you. Yeah, to do whatever it takes every time. Well, it's the same thing of not getting too high and too low emotionally about the high, the about the successes and failures. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, it, it's I, where I think it's connecting with acting and and, and uh, being an athlete or in sports <clears throat> that you, even when sometimes you don't feel like you want to do that, but you have to do it. You got to do it. And then you start doing it, and it, you know that it's going to make you feel good that you did it, even though you didn't feel like doing it, but you did it, and then. You'd be like, okay, I did that today. As well. yeah, yeah. So it, it helped me. And then you, sometimes you have to be very easy on yourself because it's, it's, it's very difficult to find the right balance of how much you work you and how much you push yourself. Mm. And, and you have to find something else that can really ease your mind. And then you can just shift your, your focus to something totally different other than sports or acting or whatever. Um, because... Because it can really be very difficult to get out of it, and then it puts you in a cage, and then, and you you won't be able. To, I think, I don't have too much experience, but if I don't experience something else other than what I'm doing, it 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 can put a barrier on my creativity. Mm. Because then I'm going to think the same way, and if I I don't know if I start I don't know, handcrafting something. It might help me with creativity, or if I do, I don't know, start writing something, it helps me in a different way, but it might be useful. I, I don't think there's a question. Yeah, I think it's because I think that these processes, they kind of come from the same place. You know, it's like you, you're still you, right? So it's like if you want to access creativity, regardless of where you're going to apply it, mm-hmm you're using a lot of the same skills, mindset, attitudes, problem-solving things. They're all coming from the same place. It's yeah. like you have, to, you have to resolve or solve these, these questions with the same, <laughs> with the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what's cool about it. And with acting, have you ever had any goals that you wanted to reach? Well, that's you, a good question. Do, do I have any? Um, that's a good question. I would like to play. I would like to play a large role in a movie uh, once again. I did it. I've done it once or twice, and I did it once in a movie where I had a lot of shooting days, and I played the principal role in a movie, and the movie was never released, mm-hmm. and that was a bit of a disappointment. On one egotistical side of like it would have been nice to see what the reception would have been and that would have been a cool thing on the other side it's just that was an awful lot of work for For no result Um, but I also heard very nice things from people for that work so the people who did see it I did get positive feedback um, which I've never really been good at receiving unfortunately it's something I still have to get better at but I would like that. I would like that again. Mm-hmm. I, my ambitions are, I'm a little more like you, like my ambitions are really, I like working. So for me, the reward is the work. Mm-hmm. Usually that's enough for me. <laughs> yeah, because I can move on. Like it, I told you, it's like, I'm really, I, I'm happy to get into the work. I love doing it. And when I'm done with it, I'm really, I'm ready to move on, uh-huh. you know? And, uh, and I'm interested in what's next. But I would, I would like that. That mm-hmm. would be a good thing. What uh, kind of role do you see yourself in? Yeah, that's a good question too. Well, now, because I'm not as young as I was when I <laughs> did that role last, that was like over 10 years ago or something like that. Um, 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what would it be? I wouldn't mind if it was quite physical. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind if it was something. Uh, uh, it could be. I like tragic comedy. You know, I like playing. I like both. And I wouldn't mind if it was physical. It could have some stunty things in it and stuff uh -huh. like that. So I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I'd have to think about like it. John Wick? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see the new John Wick. I, read, I, I know I've seen some of the other ones, in it, but I, I've heard that the new one is really good. I don't know. But yeah. I don't think, John Wick, man, he, he's unbelievable. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, he's, like, on another level. he's on another level, man. That athleticism of that guy is crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if John Wick would be my thing, but... Um, yeah, I'd like to imagine it. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, but what, what would it be? I guess it could be, yeah, maybe it would be like a, a, the guy you didn't know was like a, like a, a, a private detective or something oh, like yeah. that. Like, it's like he's living a whole other life and then like all of a sudden you realize like maybe he's a spy. a spy of some sort. Yeah, that could be cool. Ah. Yeah, but I, I don't know, you know, because I think I really like stories about people and I like watching people go through changes that matter in stories. Like that is really, I like watching relationships evolve in, in stories. I like watching characters of people evolve. Like as a viewer, that's what I like. So I'd imagine that I'd like that oh. as, a, as an actor too. Oh, okay. But... Um, yeah, but we'll see if that ever happens. I don't know. Yeah, it should. Yes. Yeah. And then I want to talk to you about your acting uh, technique. Mm -hmm. if, do you have any specific thing that you're using? Or are you just... How often do you go back to your uh, experiences and then play something, you know, just because it comes easy? Uh -huh. How often do you really... Or all the time, are you really in that, <clears throat> in that space physically? Uh, in, sorry, emotionally as where you are in physically as well? That's a good question. I, the way I would describe, so to answer the question quickly, I would say I try to be aware of several techniques that I spent quite a bit of time learning. Mm -hmm. And I try to be as fluid or as, as kind of open to using them as I can. With that being said, I tend to be more of an outside in actor and what I mean by that is like I like to physicalize things or use voice or use expression or use kind of physical posturing to affect how I feel inside so I kind of build that way and then the I believe like the emotional content or the uh you know any of the any of like the the feelings or the or the manifestation of what the emotional character is starts to formulate that way. So wow. in other words, if I, let's say that my character is one that's kind of tense and uh, is going to lose things that really matter to them, I might start by tightening my, my stomach area and just building a little bit of tension and then seeing what it does to my voice. Mm -hmm. And then I build off of that for a little bit and I see if I find something real or find something that that maybe does come from my past or maybe does come from a familiar physical place. And then I see, can I, I call that like an anchor. Mm -hmm. And then I see if that anchor can stick, if I can make that anchor work. And then if mm -hmm. like authentic sounds and authentic things can start coming from that anchor. Mm -hmm. That's maybe a technique that I visit a lot. 
You're listening to Budapest.fm, Europe's premier podcast channel, bringing you the best interviews, culture, and entertainment from the heart of Hungary's vibrant capital city, Budapest, Hungary. Whether you're a resident or a visitor, tune in on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcast and discover the best that Hungary has to offer only on Budapest.fm.